The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio is here. Unemploymentradio.com. It was so close. For that one moment, I mean, oh, I really man. felt what it was like. It was like it was like I was there, you know. And you were flying pretty high. I was flying pretty high. I was doing my dances. I mean, it was a feeling that I've never had before. You were dancing. People were like irritated by you. I know. Yeah, like and they I couldn't genuinely like wanted to punch you. It was it was impromptu. Like I couldn't control it because I was so happy <laughs> for that one moment. And I should have known it was going to be taken away from me. I should have known. It just makes sense. The universe was off kilter for a little <laughs> bit. And it righted itself quickly. I. I, just, I hate this timeline. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Stillen. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and available via podcast all over the internet wherever podcasts can be found. Thank you for finding us. Uh, lots to get to today. I do want to say thank you to everybody who goes to funemploymentradio.com and clicks on the Amazon link. Oh, what a wonderful link it is. Absolutely. If you're going to be buying from Amazon, you might as well make that one extra stop. It's one quick trip to funemploymentradio.com, click on that Amazon link, and then go about your business buying up whatever you desire. Whatever it is you want to buy, just go to funemploymentradio.com first. Why is everything you say so creepy? Just whatever you're whatever picking your up. Whatever you desire. Well, that's between you and Amazon. That's but, between you and your God. Yes, but what we would just like you to do is go to our website first. That's all we ask. Go to funemploymentradio.com, click on the Amazon link. All right. Um, so here's the deal. <sighs> yes, Greg, tell us the deal. I was very happy for about 15 minutes on Saturday with a feeling that I've never really had before. I've won a little bit before at some of these things, but not quite to this, not quite as much as this. And I'm talking about the Kentucky Derby. So in case you listen to the show, you know uh, Sarah and I, we went out to Portland Meadows for what may be one of the last ones ever there. Shout out to our buddy Bobby, too. Who Bobby, works at, you're the uh, best. At the Kentucky Derby or at the Portland Meadows. And so it's a big party. Everybody comes out, dresses up. There's no actual horses there, but it's at a horse track, so it doesn't even matter. It's just an excuse for people to gamble and drink and, yeah. and get all fancy dressed. That's all it is. Yeah. Yep, that's pretty much pretty it. Pretty much it. Um, ladies just wobbling around in like high heels and guys looking mm-hmm. all dapper in their suits and everything. It's really yeah. cool. And they just show it on a bunch of televisions. I mean, it's it's fun. And so went out there with a group, you know, placed a couple of bets on some of the earlier races and won on the first one, lost on the second one, whatever. No big deal. I mean, I don't gamble too much because I'm not uh, I'm not in the habit of losing Money, I don't really enjoy that aspect of it, but like one day a year for really, that. Really, because so many people enjoy losing money. Some some people, <laughs> they must because p- there's people that will bet well, all the time. because they get the high highs and the low lows. Well, yeah. I mean, I for me, the high highs usually don't match the low lows. So I'm like, eh, no, I don't like losing it. But on this day, it's fine. Yeah. You know, set aside a little bit and do it. And, uh, and that's what was going on. So the final race, you know, you have... I don't know how many people are out there, but hundreds of people, thousands, I'm sure a couple thousand, a few thousand, I don't know, that were out there at the Oh, yeah. And, and you know, there's televisions everywhere, and you all gather around, and everybody's, everybody's just watching this, this one two minute or two minutes of, of a race. The most exciting two minutes in sports, Greg. Yeah. And you place your bet, and, you know, that gives you the number of the horse that you're betting on, and, uh, and you watch, and then if you win, you know, great. And I placed uh, I placed a bet. The one I always do is win, place, or show, where the horse can fit. It's like three separate bets, but the horse can be basically finish first, second, or third. And you'll win money on each of those. Yeah. However, it wins, you win on all three bets. 
And that's I, I just do that by default too at this point, like mm-hmm. when plays your show because I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Th- that's what Greg bet on, so that's what I've just always done. Too. Yeah, I think I've influenced a lot of people to do that. Yeah, and I that most was, people did actually. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Well, that and that was taught to me because of uh, uh, from one of my old roommates who was a who used to work at a horse track back when he was. Uh, I don't know, in college or something like that. So he knew all of this stuff about horses. Is this the roommate that I knew? Well, uh, you knew him for a minute. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, and then what would happen is he would, he'd, you know, he he so he knew everything. Like he could read one of those booklets, one of those panels with all the different weird numbers on them. I have no idea what any of that means. And he would analyze every year the track and then tell me who to place a bet on. And he he's the one that taught me the win place or show thing. He's like, that's the best way for your money. You you bet the one <clears throat> the one amount, but it's like a you know like if you it's say staggered, yeah. five dollar win place show, you're betting fifteen dollars on those three things. But then if they win, you get three winnings. So that's what I was doing, and I placed my bet on Maximum Security, the horse name Maximum Security, number, number seven, seven Lucky which was seven. at the time I placed the bet. I think it was the favorite. Um, and I usually don't bet on that. You always pick the favorite. You say that every year, and you always pick the favorite. I don't think I do. You absolutely do. You're very annoying with this. Yes, even last year, there was like the one that was totally favored to win, and that's the only one that you bet on. And then it was annoying because then you did win. Yeah, but I didn't get first. Yeah, but you still, like... I don't think I got, I don't think I got first no, last year. No, you always bet on the one that's Did I get first last favored. year? I don't think so. No, I don't think you got it last year. I don't think I won. I, but I think I got maybe my money back or something. I won last year. I think my horse, yeah, my horse won last year. Might have been. Yeah. Well, anyway. So tell us about this year, Regardless, I placed my bet on number seven, and lo and behold, number seven wins the Kentucky Derby. Wins the Kentucky Derby. And uh, and so I'm standing there, and like, oh, my God. It took a a minute because I couldn't see what the number was on the horse. And I asked asked this guy in front of me, I'm like, who was that one? He's, He's like, it's number seven. He's like, what did you have? I'm like, number seven. He's like, well... Be excited, and he was he was almost like kind of annoyed. Like, yeah, well, everyone be was so annoyed with you because you didn't know. You're like, what? What's happening? What's going on? Like, you didn't even realize that your horse had won. Yeah, well, because I, I couldn't see because if somebody like, got in front of me, I could, I just All couldn't see if they had won. Yeah. Um, and so I was very excited for a minute, and I possibly did a couple of little jigs. You did so many jigs. I did some jigs. You were running around like a little kid, like that has had too much sugar. Just like running like a spaz and then like kind of leaping, like doing some little Lord of the Dance like leaping thing. Well, part of it is because I, I bet more than I normally do. And so I was feeling a little like, oh, that was stupid. I shouldn't have done that. And then then think, oh, my gosh, I just want it all back plus a bunch of extra money that I would have walked out of there with. I would have made money going out there that day. And uh, and so I. Wait, you're saying would have, Greg. I thought you said that your horse came in first place. Yep. So there I was, you know, just sitting there all elated and talking to everybody and smiling. And I noticed uh, Tristan wasn't necessarily enjoying my smiles when I was dancing. I have um, never seen Tristan look so close to, like, <laughs> wanting to punch you before. I, I know. Like, he really was not amused by your He antics. was not amused by my antics. No, I'm like, oh, he's serious. He really is annoyed with Greg. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, so I'm sitting there all happy, and I go over to check it, and, like, you can you put your car, your ticket into the little machine, and then it'll tell you if you won. And I did that. Usually it's within a few minutes they certify the results and then that's it. This was taking longer, so I went over there about 10 minutes afterward. I'm like, oh, better check to see how much I won. It just said, uh, results not official. I'm like, all right, that's weird. So we're all just kind of waiting around, standing outside, having one more beer. 
and then they get on the announce the the intercom to hear an announcement. For those of you that bet on horse number seven, that horse has been disqualified <laughs> for the first time in the 145 years of the running of the Kentucky Derby. The winning horse has been disqualified. Out. Kicked out of the race, the second horse, which was like 60-some to one, that became the winner. Boom. All my money. Gone. Gone. My hopes, my dreams just dashed by some buddy in Kentucky making a decision that the horse I bet on cheated. Wasn't your horse like a bully horse, though? Apparently, the horse I bet on, the jockey like ran it into the, somebody else's lane or something like that. Um so yeah, it, it cheated. Of course, you'd bet on like yeah. the cheating shit apple. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> apparently totally cheated. I haven't seen the video or anything. I mean, and I would have no idea you what I'm know looking what to at look anyway. For. Yeah, exactly. I would have no clue. Uh, but by everything that I've read, because I've done some reading up on it since then, uh, it seems that it's apparently it's very clear of what happened. Oh, so it's, it's very blatant. According to the reports I read, I, I couldn't tell you if it's blatant or not. I wouldn't have no idea what I'm looking at. Yeah, but yeah. According to all those reports that. Yeah, they're like, yep, yep, no, no question. So, all of that's gone, and the so that so we're all kind of standing around in a circle, and as that announcement's happening, like it was one of those like, it was so uncomfortable, like I just started laughing, yeah, because it's just you just see Greg's face just after he'd been doing a jig, and Tristan's yeah. been ready to murder him, and um, then see his face just kind of fall, yep. And I'm like, oh, no. Yep. I didn't even know what to say. My face kind of falls, and then the slight smile on T's face as he looks at me. And it was, you know, it's, it's pretty funny, though. It's pretty funny. I'm like, God damn it. Yes, it's pretty funny, but it's not funny right now. And, oh, yeah. man. I felt so <sighs> well, And you weren't alone. There were a lot of people there who were – I mean, there were some people that were legitimately like – Sure. Yeah, I mean, it was – the Yeah. You know, and, and – it's not like I bet some long odds, but I still would have won some money. It would have been cool. Still won. That's the bottom line. I guess the goal is to win. And I won. Is it? I won. Then I Are didn't win. Are you going to keep telling yourself that? I did win. It was fun for that short. For that 10 minutes, I don't think I've ever seen you like as excited as you were. I was then. pretty happy. And then you fell. I was pretty excited. You fell pretty far. And then I was. it pretty was fast. just the highs and then those lows. The lows were so low. But then it like... I mean, no offense to you or anything, but it just seemed like it made sense. Yeah, I know. I mean, doesn't it? Yeah, I get it. Like, when you first won, it's like, that doesn't seem right. Something's wrong here. Something's amiss. Greg this just won the to... Kentucky. Like, like, oh, and then when, when it happens, like, oh, there it is. It's, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> it came back around. Does everything the just universe fixed righted itself, itself again. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, that was awful. Well, none of my horses yeah. placed at all. Even no. though I picked ones with, like, really cool names. Oh, well, see, yeah. there's your problem. Oh, I picked a fat horse. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. Actually, I thought it That's was. That's right. You did pick an overweight horse. Yes. So I, I did find out a fun fact about this, though. So the horse that I picked, its name was, like, it was in one of the earlier races. It was, like, Manny Wah or something. I thought the uh, name was funny. Yeah. Um. So I picked that one. And so for some reason, they kept highlighting continuously that the horse was overweight. And they kept saying, like, Fat shaming my horse. Two pounds overweight. Two pounds overweight, and it was like breaking news. It was everywhere. It's like so your horse is just out there eating popcorn and so what I scarfing down sodas before it goes. Everyone on. was making fun of my fat horse. <laughs> <laughs> like it's veering off of the track to go in the stands to the my fat horse pastry. Did, like the first half, vendor 
was a front runner. Second half got real tired. <laughs> kind of <laughs> gave up. It was like, and I'm slowing down, and now I'm at the very, very end. <laughs> Just rummaging through the chips. <laughs> I know Greg's like, is there a popcorn bag in its face? <laughs> um, I did find out though. So it is actually not the horse that is overweight. When they say the horse is overweight, and this is what our friend Bobby was saying, it's the jockey. So the jockey weighed two extra so pounds. So the jockey weighed two extra pounds because the horse's diets and everything are so strictly regimented that, like, the jockey's weight is what can put oh. it over and under. So, yeah, so okay. my jockey gained a couple pounds All right. before the big race. Boy, what was he up to? I don't know. What is the life of a jockey like? I don't know. I've always wanted to talk to him, but they seem a little scary. They're so small and angry. Yeah. Well, I you mean, get they along seem... with them well. <laughs> I'm not I'm not angry. Um yeah, it does. It does kind of seem weird. Like, what what is that lifestyle like? Because they could be. I think the really good ones, like they're a big deal oh, in that yeah. world. Uh-huh. But then, what about the ones that are just aren't that great? You know, you're just like mm, you're there. Mm, you go from job to job, town to town, riding horses. I mean, I I that whole world is so foreign to me. I just uh, I don't understand what it is that goes on. I did hear that they like they party a lot. That jockeys party a lot, mm-hmm. um, which I, I guess. I mean, do you think they're ang- – I mean, they get to ride horses all day. I don't know. Why do you think they're angry? I don't know because they just always have struck me as angry. Well, because you see them when they're on the horse and they're like waving their arms and around. Like beating and beating like, the horse and like yeah. they're all so little and taut. They always yeah. like look stressed out. Yeah. They're just like up there on the horse looking all mad. Well, everything is riding on that. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, they have to win. You're publicly shamed if you gain two pounds? Yeah, if you gain two pounds. Yeah. Like, oh, everybody look at the look at yeah. Chubbs over here. I know, right? He weighs yeah. a whole, like, 75 pounds. Yeah. yeah I know that's the <laughs> other thing, too. Yeah, they weigh, like, 75 pounds. Huh. I don't know. It's a, it's, that's a world I would like to know more about for briefly. Interesting. I, I kind of just found, fell down this rabbit hole for a bit. I guess there is, like, a huge deal about jockeys with eating disorders. Oh, because they have to stay because so they have, small? Because it's so, it's so competitive, and the less they weigh, the faster their horse is. Oh, wow. I didn't even think about that. Well, because they're, they're probably like, you know, like wrestlers, like, like not professional wrestlers. I'm talking about um, amateur wrestling, where you have to make weight. Yeah. I had to do that in middle school, even, like, because the weight classes were like this to this, and my weight class was very small. But uh, <laughs> The little guys. But you had to, yeah, try to lose weight to like make sure you're under for the weight class because you want to be right towards the top but but not quite over it for jockeys i bet they have to do some of the same thing though try to like lose weight really quick lose water wow did you know that um yeah so jockeys in the u.s are about the around the average size of a 14 or 15 year old boy what's that mean what's the average size of a 14 15 year old boy well i don't know how to convert kilograms it says 53 kilograms what, what, how much – that's as far as weight? As far as weight. Okay. It says that about an average size of a 14 or 15-year-old boy. Okay. How do they know I, – I don't understand that comparing it to a 14 or 15-year-old boy. That's the part that's weird to me. But <laughs> um, how many kilograms? Uh, 53. 53. Mm-hmm. It's 116 pounds. Okay. Okay. Oh, my God. This is awful. I'm looking at this, and they have, uh, like, they have like heaving bowls, which are exactly what it sounds like. Really? Before they go race Barfles. or something? Yeah. Wow. That doesn't sound fun. No. and But now I kind of want to watch this. I guess there's a documentary um, at, at, from 2004, an HBO documentary called Jockey. Oh, really? It's all about, yeah. Which it's I all about their watch. life? Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds kind of sad now. Yeah, now it makes me a little sad. What happens when they're like number one, like they're, you know, they're on top of the world? Are there like jockey bars that you go to? You want to go to a jockey bar, don't you? I don't know. You Are could there... be the big guy. 
out of the way, pipsqueak. Uh, yeah, that's exactly somebody, what I want to do. I just want to bully somebody. somebody else for a yeah. change. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, mm-hmm. excuse me, sir, I can't see over your head. Yeah. And that will make you feel really good. I think there are, are do you think those jockey groupies? Oh, I'm sure. Really? Yeah. I would think so. Yeah, that are really into horses and like, oh man, I love how that guy rides the horse. Or is there specific That's like, a really weird he rides way that horse so well. That. Like he looks so angry when he's on that horse. Um and I'm sorry for offending any jockeys out there. We would love to talk to you because I'd love to know the actual truth. Um but yeah, it's what a weird what a weird world. Yeah. But just so you know, so it is in fact when it says that somebody's overweight, it isn't the horse, it's the jockey. Oh. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah. So shamed. Yeah, I'm like, that's kind of a shitty thing to do. No, I mean, you know, that's their job. Yeah. Hmm. All right. All right. Now, there we, now we know. I would definitely go to a jockey bar, though. I want to see what it's like. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Are we going to talk about what we did after? Like, go ahead. Oh, my gosh. So when we were there, and I think this was like during when we were waiting for the results. I think Greg still thought he was a winner at that point. Yeah, and this guy, this uh, dapper-looking gentleman, like dressed in, you know, all his his Churchill Downs best, just mm-hmm. looking really fancy. And he's walking, and I look in his arms, and he has two tiny gray puppies. Yes. And I'm like, holy shit, that guy has puppies. And so we go over and talk to him. So he's this genius marketing, by the way. And he's walking around with his two puppies, and he's like, hey, so I own a bar in, um, uh, in southeast Portland. Was he the owner? He was the owner. Oh, okay. Yeah. So him and his wife are the owners. He's oh. like, so these are two of the eight six-week-old puppies that we have that we're going to be racing at the bar <laughs> if you want to come and watch the puppy races and hug puppies and, like, give them treats. I'm like, oh, my sweet baby Jesus. Yeah. So after the whole stuff happened with Greg and he was sad and then we're like, okay, let's go watch puppies. And huge thank you to our buddy Jay for driving, too. Yes, Jay's awesome. Um, yeah, so we went over there to this bar. And I mean, puppy racing just seems like a weird thing. You're like, okay, is this legit, or what are they gonna? How are they gonna make the puppies race? No, so they have a so their a their female dog got pregnant, got knocked up, and they didn't know it. And so th- she had eight puppies, and they're all since spoken for. They've all been adopted out, but in the interim, while they're still being weaned and everything, they're staying with them. So there's so we walk into this bar, and you just hear squeals everywhere. Like you just hear it, and like you can just then you see a little movement, and there's like little puppies and there's this box and most of they're just piled on top of each other it's a magic puppy box it was a magic puppy box yeah there so there's eight of them and they have like different colors um they all are like this silvery like gray with like light blue eyes and you can pick up a puppy and hug it or take it outside and you know to use the bathroom or just you know sit and hold them and yeah them and so you could you could do that he's like no feel free to pick one up and the how this all worked was it's for a charity. So the money they're raising was was going to their charity that basically helps dogs find homes. Yes, you know? like an so, adoption. Agency yeah, agency. or a dog maybe they got adopted by somebody they shouldn't have been adopted by. Then they helps help to rehome, rehome them. them. Yeah. yeah. So so you know a good cause. And the way so since there were eight puppies, you could grab a puppy, uh, pick it up, and then. For five bucks, that could be your racing puppy for, you know, the next half hour or whatever. And you could give it a, a name, a name that it would keep for the half hour. Mm. And, uh, and on your team, that would be your puppy. And so that's what we did. Our puppy's name was Chester. It just looked, I saw it instantly. I'm like, that is a Chester. Aren't that's you a shocked Chester. that Greg named the puppy Chester? It's a Chester through and through. He was definitely he was a Chester. Scrappy. Oh yeah, he was. A, we we picked a real good winner. We did well, almost. Almost. And yeah. Then, of course, until the since disappointment. It's Greg, since the cooler. But the way you would work <laughs> it, the way they had it is, he had some 
it's wood he'd made these two basically like shoots that sat on the bottom, on the ground uh you know with like wood shoots so you yeah, can send like the puppies pieces through of plywood that yeah. Just kind of yeah that they zip together. together yeah and then you get a spoon with food on it, and you set the puppy down at one end, and then you just hold out the spoon and try to get the puppy to follow the food <laughs> all the way to the end where it gets a little plate. It was and like so, it was as cute as it sounds. I it mean, was it's, ridiculous. And some puppies like uh, just did not care. It or was they like, just like, nah. like roll around and they're like, nah. Nah, not interested. Don't care. Um, and then some of them, uh, like Chester, Chester was, boom, he was on it. And they, since there was eight puppies, you know, they had to, the first round, second round, we made it to the finals. To the finals. Final two. And then, of course. Of the puppy races. Since Greg is, was half owner of uh, Chester, what do you think happened in the final race? Chester, unfortunately, about halfway through the race, decided he just didn't care anymore. He did not care. And... Uh, <laughs> I wonder if we fed him too many treats beforehand. So I tra- I'm not sure. I thought I was pretty genius. So what we would do during the races while other pu- puppies were racing, because you still get the spoon. So I'd give him like little tastes of it. And I'd <laughs> sit there and be like, oh, yeah, you like that, right? So I wanted to get him to like know that that was, that was good. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, here, buddy. Yep. And so that worked the first two times. And then the third, he was just like, yeah. nope. Chester was just a giant disappointment. <laughs> he was so disappointed. And uh, yeah, pretty pretty disappointed in his performance. We put him back in, never to speak to him again. Um, yeah, that was oh, the end of that. so cute. They were ridiculous. They were Viermar. What are they called? Weir- I've never heard of that. Uh, yeah. Weirmeyer? I don't know. Something with a W in Meyer. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not really 100%. Um, Viermararner. V- Vimer Honor. Weimer Honor? I'm just going to stop doing this right now. W E I M A R A N E R. I have no idea how to pronounce that, but that's what kind of dogs they were. I would like, can They're you ridiculous. please in real time just try and do every pronunciation it could be? Vir. Vir. Vimariner. Vimariner. I think that's how you do it. Vimariner. Let's go with that one. That was hilarious, though. Greg, what are you doing? Nothing. Are you looking at pictures of puppies? No, I just posted something in the for the Funnel Point Radio Supporters Club. Oh, my God. Yep, that's them. Oh, it was ridiculous. I guess I was talking to somebody yesterday about this particular breed of dogs, though, and they said that they're bonkers. Oh, really? Yeah, like they're like really uh, like spazzy and kind of high energy. Huh. But they are the cutest puppies. Yeah, they're made cute. of. Yep. Like velvet. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Enough puppies. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah Stillen. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. What's with your finger? Mm. There's like... All right. I have a few stories for you. First up, out of Romania. I've always wanted to go to Romania. I want to go to the Black Sea. That's nice. Did you know that Romania is full of witches? Actual <laughs> Romanian witches? It's like some kind of a... Slur that you just made? <laughs> no, I don't know. If... <laughs> no, they're uh, Romanian witches that are now um, rushing to the internet to make that Romanian uh, witch money all over the world. <coughs> so yes, Romanian What's the market for are a now Romanian flocking witch? to the internet to cast spells for people all around the world. Oh, okay. So they're able to use the, the resources of the World Wide Web. Okay. To use their Romanian witch superpowers. Why are there so many the witches in Romania? That's so nice of you to ask. Let's let's dive into that. 
So, yes. So, the internet is now allowing many of the country's estimated 4,000 witches, active witches. That seems like an overpopulation of witches. Yeah, well, that's that's a lot of witches. Mm -hmm. So, they're based in... uh, Oh, this sounds like me trying to impersonate you. Show me what it is. Doing the... This one, it's Magasawa. Magasawa. That's it. Isn't that it? Just let you How do you say it? Mogosoi? I think it's Mogosawa. I don't know. I'm okay. going to stop with that. We just need to stop. Yes. All right. So anyway, there are 4,000 witches in Romania. Mogosawa, now they're yeah. flocking to the internet to try and make money all over the world by cursing people or doing love spells, all of the stuff via the internet. So um, there are families of Romanian witches mm-hmm. that are all doing this. Okay. Um, so you can actually go. Some of them have family own- of witches. Some of them have their own Facebook pages where you can go there and have yourself a session with a Romanian witch. What else do they do besides cast spells? Mm, it says, well, there, like there's what, a love spell. Like, I mean, how good is the witching business? I mean, that's I mean, pretty good, like I guess. It's pretty solid. Huh. Yeah, it's so like, for example, uh, a family of Romanian witches just recently uh, did a chant via a video phone call to a client in India who was praying for a love spell. Okay. Witchcraft has long been seen as a folk custom in the Eastern European country, and many of its estimated 4,000 witches are luring customers from Europe, Asia, and the United States of America. So a lot of people ask for love, for health, and for money. They don't say, uh, they won't disclose how much they earn, but they say a tarot reading starts at about 56 bucks. Wow. That is, isn't that pretty good money for, for a witch? I would think so. I mean, 56 bucks a pop. Would you ever have your tarot cards read? No. Nope. I have a friend who wants to read them. Hannah wants to read them. Wants to read your? She reads, yeah. I'm kind of nervous about that stuff, I, though. I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to know. I mean, what's going to happen? It's going to say something good or like cool, or it's going to say something bad. And I don't want to know if there's something bad. I told you about this girl, um, Ivy, that I knew growing up, and her mom was a psychic. Mm-hmm. So she wasn't. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she wasn't um, more. She wasn't my friend as much as she was my other friend's friend. And so we had gone over there, and her mom grabbed my hand at one point. She she looked at me. She's like, "Oh, you have a short lifeline. Be sure to watch yourself when you're crossing the street." That's messed up. Isn't that fucked up? That is really messed up. Why would she do that? I don't know, but it was really mean. Was it because you were being careless and she was like a lesson that she was giving you? No, uh, no, she was not. You seem like you would have been a little bit careless. No. You are a little careless. Trust me, I was the good girl in this situation. Oh, wow. That mom was... It, it was not a uh, pleasant situation. Okay. Well, it was just, you know, it was just like she was just really trashy. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't like she was like saying, like, you got to clean up your act. She's like there, like, puffing away on a cigarette. Well, how do you trust somebody that's psychic, but then, you know, their life is a train wreck? I know. I don't know. Like, can you read yourself? I think so. But I've always remembered that, and that always, I'm still upset about that. Hmm. It was just such a mean thing to tell, like, a 14 year old. What do tarot cards read? Um, like your energies. What? What does that mean? It reads, I think, like, Things that are to like will happen or that have happened, and things that you are like. I already know what's happened. I don't know. Like we're both, we both don't know what we're talking about, so I don't know. But anyway, I kind of want to do it. 
Would you become a witch? I don't think that's how that works. Go to Romania. Apparently, they just panned out witch cards. I can just go cards. to Romania and just poof, I'm a witch. Buy your way in. Yeah. It's like real estate licenses here. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Dick. <laughs> All right. So if you're looking for a witch, uh, go to Romania. Next up, out of Colorado. A Colorado man has been accused of robbing the same Dairy Queen twice in two hours. Oh, God, How much geez, money are you going to get at a Dairy Queen? I know. They're, they are more expensive now. Well, they are, but I mean, you know, I guess blizzards add up. I swear, is it like a universal rule, too, that the worst... I mean, I'm not saying that they're not sweet spirits, but I mean, like, Dairy Queen has, like, the most incompetent employees. I mean, I knew some people who worked at Dairy... We had a Dairy Queen in Monmouth Independence. I think also there it's a bunch of high school kids who just don't give a crap. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying if you're, you know, a, if you've had your career at Dairy Queen, like, I'm not judging you, but I'm saying, like, most I would, like, at least 50% of the time, my there's something wrong with my order, or they've forgotten my order, or just... I would probably trend more, and I don't want to admit too much, because I don't want to go to fast food, but sometimes, you know, you got to. Uh, I would lean towards... Burger King is having some of the um, less efficient workers. <laughs> We're so diplomatic. Yes. All right. Well, Colorado man has been arrested on suspicion of robbing the same Dairy Queen twice in one day. Is that a Pueblo, Colorado? Uh, the, co- the cops believe that Levi John Roberts, 37 years old, tried and failed also to – what is it? Tried to carjack two people during these robberies. Jeez. What is it with At like, a fast burger- food place? Man, that sucks. That totally sucks. Nothing like that would ever happen around here. Well, Roberts first robbed the uh, ice cream shop around 9 p.m., at which time police uh, responded to a call about an armed robbery. He then made off with an undetermined amount of cash, but was forced to make his escape on foot after he unsuccessfully tried to carjack a customer at the eatery's drive-thru. Is this becoming a trend? I don't like this trend at all. And truth be told, though, ever since that thing happened to you, I haven't really been through any drive-thrus. And it makes me nervous sitting in one. I get nervous, too. Well, of course you do. You have some PTSD. <laughs> um, all right, so he made off with an undetermined amount of cash. Less than two hours later, at 10.40 p.m., police officers got another chance when he returned to the scene of the crime after he had just robbed it like an hour and a half earlier. And Did um, he, like, forget that he had robbed it? I mean, I'm sure we're dealing with a top-notch genius here. Yeah, it does seem... But I, what did he, that, did he think there was going to be more money? I think so. Yeah, it's happening, Dairy Queen. It must be. I was thinking, like maybe Dairy Queen's different in that neck of the woods. Depends where you're at. If that's all that's around. I mean, that's what we did when I lived on Whidbey Island. That was the only like, Dairy place. Queen. Yeah, we'd hang out in the Dairy Queen parking lot. We had Dairy Queen and Burgerville. Those were the two. What? What? Yeah. What yeah. Place? Yeah. Exactly. All right. So that is that thing. That's what that happened. So he cool. didn't get away with it. All right. And he didn't steal anybody's cars. Good to know. And I do have one more story. Okay. Now, this seems like something that somebody is trying to desperately cover up. So this is the headline. Crash test dummies launched from New Jersey roller coaster to hotel roof. So this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So these people so that were testing with uh, testing this roller coaster with crash test dummies are saying, no, 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 it wasn't a faulty roller coaster. It was faulty dummies that did this. <laughs> I am like, I would it was never. dumb dummies. A New Jersey theme park said a malfunction that sent two roller coaster crash dummies crashing into the roof of a neighboring hotel was a problem with the dummies, not the ride itself. They swear that the ride is totally safe. (laughs) 
Uh, Playways cast, uh, Playland's Castaway Cove and Ocean City said the roller coaster safety precautions were not to blame when the two water-filled dummies went flying out of the ride that was testing and crashed into the hotel next door. Damn. Yeah, so the, uh, the park's vice president, uh, Brian Hartley, totally upstanding citizen and not lying, said the dummies were not as rigid as human bodies, allowing them to wiggle free of the safety restraints on the roller coaster. So it's called Gale Force, which um, reaches top speeds of 64 miles uh, per hour. Opened in 2017. Officials say the ride is tested about two hours a day. Would you go on a ride that you know the crash test dummies flew out of and splatted against the hotel? I don't I don't know if I would. Yeah. I would have to wait for a lot of other people to use Are it first. Are you a roller coaster person? Um, not really. I mean, I've been, you know, Disneyland and... Universal Studios and all that stuff. I mean, on occasion, could be fun. Yeah. But I'm not a go out of my way for it mm-hmm. kind of person. All right. Mainly, I don't like waiting in lines. Okay. And then you're too close to other people and they're touching you and stuff. We're both weird today. Mm. Well, I mean, right? <laughs> all right, there you have it. That's what I That's your world of crazy. Crazy. All right. Um, let's do just a little bit of ball talk here. Oh. <sighs> Got a couple things to say. You got some stuff to say. Before I do that, though, I want to say thank you to Black's Pest Services. Yes. Blackspestservices.com. They are fantastic. And uh, sincerely, thank you to them. I've been doing some work in my backyard, uh, trying to to upgrade some things and creating, you know, my pergolatory that I've been working on for the last year. Now I'm doing some more upgrades to it. It's really exciting. But it's also really nice not to have any rats coming over from my neighbor's property that I see anyway because I have Black's Pest Services with their traps out there. Pergolatory is now certified, <laughs> as far as I've seen. Yeah. Uh, so Black's Pest Services—they—they really are, are a great, uh, great company. Um, and I know we have more and more people who are calling them up for a free inspection. Definitely worth it, especially with summer coming. Call them up, have them come out, do an inspection, mm-hmm. and see if you have any problems you didn't know about. Because it's the ones you don't know about that are going to cost you a lot of money down the road. So it's very nice to just get an inspection. And then you know where you're at, what you're dealing with, yep. and you can solve anything if there is a problem. And BlackPestServices.com, they are wonderful. They support us, which we really appreciate. So I uh, highly recommend them. Also, if you're not following them on Facebook, um, become a fan of theirs because they post um, their employees of the day every day, which is usually an adorable animal of some kind, and also some hilarious memes. That's my recommendation. There it is. Mm-hmm. All right. Fantastic. All right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. balls. So let's, uh, let's do this. The Kentucky Derby. Yeehaw. Won by a horse named Country House. Country House? Country House was the winner. <sighs> According to this, if you had bet, I believe it's a $2 bet would have paid you, is that right, $132.40? Jesus. I mean. And I picked two horses and neither of them even placed. Well, what are you going to do? Dang. This is why I don't gamble. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Stop looking at what you could have won. Stop. This is what Greg has been I, doing. I only would have I would have won about total, I think, around 100 bucks. So what it would have been, which is still great. This is what Greg has been doing. He has been painstakingly analyzing the money that he never had 
that he would have potentially gotten. That's how I look at it, though. Nobody took anything away from you, Greg, if you didn't have anything in the first place. But it was mine, and then they took it from me. They took it from us. I think the saddest thing was after it got disqualified, like Greg was desperately trying to see if... He's like, well, if it was disqualified, then I get my money back, right? <laughs> Turns out you don't. You don't get your it's money like, back. Oh, Greg. You do not. Anyway, there's that. Moving on. Uh, the NBA playoffs are upon us, and they've been actually Ooh. a pretty good NBA playoff so far. So Friday night, the Portland Trailblazers, Denver Tuggets went into four overtimes. First time since 1953. That was just an exhausting game. Uh, but the Blazers did win. It then was awesome. They and turned around less than 48 hours, and they blew it. So <laughs> Nuggets They just – I forgot when we worked for the Blazers, like, how – like tense it is watching the games, and also how the Blazers have never learned how to rebound. No, oh my god, they cannot rebound. They cannot. That is one thing that I have no, I have learned in all the years that I've lived in Portland, and all like the iterations of the Blazers. It's just that is something that I have never been able to do. Yeah, rebound. Yeah. It is like their Achilles heel. Well, and the only person that could re- rebound is injured. So Yusuf Nurkic isn't coming back uh, for another year. So yeah, um, definitely a problem for them. And they're, now they have to go to – it goes Denver, Portland, Denver for the next three games. But it's the, it's basically best two out of three. I mean, that is what it is. It's best two out of three. So those first four games, throw them out. doesn't matter. Denver, though, has home court. So either way, Portland's going to have to win one in Denver if they want to move on because they screwed up when they lost on Sunday. But that's where it's at. Continues on. We'll see what happens. Uh, and the other NBA playoff games are, are actually a lot of fun, too. But uh, I'll just – I'll leave it there. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Just bringing you up to date on that. Mm. Mm. So the next game, next game is tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Okay. It goes every other day now, forever. Gotcha. Yep, until the next round. Every other day forever. Forever. So For it's two games. and two, right? It's two and two. It is funny. I had some friends in town yesterday, and they're not – sports fans uh-huh. at all so it's funny to see like they're like what's going on here i'm like i can't even explain the blazers like everyone's just so yeah. excited about it well it's because you know they're really the only major sports team i mean we have the timbers now too but mm-hmm. major league soccer is not on the same level and let's just be honest as, yeah. as nba and uh and and uh baseball and football and all that so nba's it's a big deal here yep it's a big deal in portland because it's they've been the only game in town for and a it long is time. fun to watch it with a bunch of other yeah. people yeah. Yeah. It is. Um, all right. I think that's about it. Also, I'm going to bring up something tomorrow on the show because I'm going to need everyone's help with something. You are. I know what you're talking about. It needs to be clever. You're going to need a name. I'm going to need a name. Well, should I just say it now and then we can talk about it tomorrow? Or no, I'll wait. I'll leave it to you. I'll wait. I'll leave it up to you. Okay. I'm not going to say what it's for yet, and I'll talk about what it's for tomorrow because it's hilarious. Um, but I need, I want to get some sort of like hilariously cheesy real estate name. Like if I was playing a character, because there's this thing that we'll talk about. I, I still think Betty Blush would be a good one, but. That makes no sense. No, because the other ones have such good names. Like I want to, I want to come up with one. So I need to enlist, um, everyone's brain Googles. All right. Um. Yeah, this is we'll we'll discuss that more tomorrow. But this is something Sarah's going to be doing. It's All right, amazing. Um, then you have to get like a leotard for it or something. 
Oh my god, I haven't even thought about what I'm gonna wear. Man, I have to have an outfit. I mean, I, I have my bedazzled jacket at least. Mm, you need like the full on gear. Yeah. And you I gotta need practice like your jumps too. Beaded. I do have an old beaded dress. Oh, I need to go through what I have. I I, I have the makings for us all. You ever suplex you. anyone? What? I'll show you. All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you for being awesome, and we really do appreciate it. And uh, I think that's about it for today. So we will see you tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Dot com.